Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Tom Pasek, CIO at Inspira Health Network. In this segment, Pasek talks about the steps he's taking to try to retain top IT talent, how physician engagement has evolved from pushback to feedback, and why it's critical for CIOs to participate in professional organizations. That's another um, really big issue is we have so much competition everywhere, just the ability to recruit and, and retain top people. And I uh, just wanted to talk about how that's something that you approach. You know, that's a good one. You know, and we got one of the top hospitals uh, last year as far as employee satisfaction goes. And, and uh, it really comes from a couple things. Uh, one, we're doing a lot of exciting things here. So, you know, if you're looking to... Uh, get experience on a bunch of different technologies and then a bunch of different roles, uh, we're, we're certainly a place where you want to come. Uh, we promote from within, so that gives uh, the existing employee base a, a nice satisfaction. Uh, we've created levels over time, to, so when you have a systems analyst, you've got a systems analyst that's capable of X. You got the system, the next level systems analyst, which adds some new responsibilities to that, as well as, well as some financial benefits. You know, so we have three levels of of many of our 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 most popular positions: business analyst, clinical analyst, informatics. Um, you know, those types of positions, uh, even technicians. We have different levels of technicians, just to. You know, it's not always possible to move from one position to a completely different position. It might not be something open, but people have been in their role and they're, they're happy, and we want to keep them progressing in their careers if they want to. Some people are really happy doing what they're doing, and that's fine. We need those people, too, as, as good employees that like to do their jobs. Um, but honestly, and work-life balance is huge, and that's a tough one. That's a tough one to get around because uh, it's personal to each individual employee. You know, they all take that a little bit differently. But uh, we really preach work-life balance here. And and with the major projects we've been doing, you know, you would think, you know, these people are probably working a ton of hours. They are. They work a lot of hours. They work really hard. The way we relieve that is, you know, we we bring some we build into the budget process some consulting dollars to help alleviate the staff so they're not looking at it as somebody's trying to take my job from me but hey they respect the fact that I need some support uh, so we bring in some consultants to help with the project so it's not too it's not overburdensome on the employees and the staff uh, and we get creative I have some great directors here that really think out of the box and we have some colleges and universities locally here that, in the medical field and so we use medical students on our last project when we brought Woodbury up on, on Sorian. We actually brought some medical students in, um, gave them some, some money in the summertime when they typically wouldn't be earning anything between semesters and uh, got them a part of our project. And they're learning. They got it. It was satisfactory to them. They're learning something in the healthcare field. And uh, we're getting, in, you know, inexpensive, affordable labor, and we're getting help for our staff. So, those types of things uh, really help uh, with the employee morale around here. Uh, and we also do internships. So we do paid internships uh, over the summertime. Uh, and we've had very success, very successful uh, interns where we've actually hired uh, four of them over the last three years into full-time positions here, and they've become very, very good quality employees. Right. A lot of interesting stuff there. And, you know, you brought up work-life balance, and that's something that it's, it's interesting to me because it seems like it has to be um, 
has to come from the top down and you can you can talk about encouraging people to do that, but if they see that they're the people that they work for are always in the office, it's it's almost one of those things where it's they kind of need that permission or they need to see that others are doing that too. Did you find that to be the case? We do. Um, I don't. You know, I, I do it a lot. Um, I'm a very much an early riser. I'm in here really, really early uh, before most people, <laughs> and I still take time to hit the gym and do those things. So yeah, it's on. Uh, you know, what we tell our employees is, you know, when you're home, you're home. Try to stay home. We have on-call people. We pay them to do on-call. You know, and they'll take care of the stuff after hours and all weekends. Don't worry about it. When you're not on call, please be with your family. Don't be checking your emails. Don't be, you know, you got to find a way to do that. We all do. From the management ranks, you're checking your email all the time, you know, no matter what you tell people. They're doing it anyway because they don't want to come back to 300 or 3,000 emails after a long vacation or something like that. But just because kind of we're all turned on. But it's just having that conversation. We have that conversation constantly. When I see employees here, I walk around and I talk to them. I don't talk to them about how the job's going. I talk to them about what's happening in their life outside of here, which reinforces the fact that that's important to me, to know what's going on with them and to know that they have a life outside of here and that it is important. And so, honestly, you know, I have an open-door policy if anyone wants to talk to me about work, but when I'm out, talking to the employees when I'm at any of the, our facilities and I see any of our staff, I'm asking them about how their life is and what's going on in their lives, what's important outside of work. I'm not asking them about the job. Yeah. Okay. So you've been there since 08. Now, um, that's a really interesting chunk of time just as far as everything that's happened in the industry. And um, where, do you, where do you see um, the organization kind of continuing to evolve so, uh, you know, I mean, this is this is the most interesting time in my 35 years in healthcare IT. It is absolutely very dynamic. Uh, it's we don't even know what the future holds for us. We just know it's going to be different for, than it is today. It's changing that rapidly. Um, it's exciting times. This is a great organization. We are, you know, reimbursements getting cut. We do a tremendous job of reducing costs in the organization, finding ways. I don't know how we do it all the times, but people find ways to, to make the cuts necessary to, to keep a healthy bottom line. That healthy bottom line helps us continue to move forward with technology, to continue to get the capital funding that we need to make things uh, you know, better, improve patient care, improve safety, improve the workflow, uh, help people uh, do their jobs better and more effectively. So long as they're doing that, you know, I'm a happy camper, and we're continuing to move forward, and, and I'm, I don't see that changing here. We have a very aggressive uh, executive team here that likes to be, you know, they, they don't mind taking risks. Uh, doesn't have to be, you know, it's not so risky uh, that we're that, I wouldn't say we're bleeding edge people by no means, but, you know, we like to be on the cutting edge of things uh, as much as possible. Um, and so as long as we stay aggressive and we stay, you know, very cost, uh, mindful of our expenses and, and do a good job there, um, I see this move as, this organization just continuing to move forward at a rapid pace. Yeah. Um, and I think our physicians are not starting. They've been on board with us for a while, and they're continuing to show their support by joining the PHO, by 
you know, doing ACO activities with us uh, and really engaging. I've seen the physicians engage in ways I never, never thought would happen in my 35 years. It's just, you know, it's taken a long time to get there, but um, they're truly engaged with us uh, and, and wanting to know and wanting to be a part of the decision-making process and, and less about pushback and really giving some good feedback. Hey, this doesn't, this won't work for us. We, we like the idea, but, you know, can we do it this way? And it's great. It's great dialogue to have with the physicians. Uh, they're the ones providing the front-end patient care, you know. We want to make sure that they're doing it as, as efficiently as possible so they can see as many patients as they need to. Um, and uh, make sure they're doing the right things for the patient and not not missing anything and also not doing things that aren't necessary uh, to provide care to the patient. Right. Yeah, it's interesting how that that is starting to evolve. It's, uh, you know, getting closer to, to more of a partnership, and that's something that I'm sure wasn't really the case five, ten years ago. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we have an IT committee for our own physician practices. We have an IT committee for our uh, physician hospital organization. We have an IT committee for both each hospital because there's still two medical staffs, even though we're one in Spirit Health Network. We have two medical staffs. So we actually have a joint meeting between the two medical staffs, and then we have individual breakout IT committees for locally uh, local issues related to the computer systems or or their uh, their practices. So yeah, there's a there's a lot going on, and and IT is right in the middle of all of it. Well, the last thing I, I wanted to ask you about was um, just as far as uh, getting out there in the industry. Uh, I know you've been involved with Delaware Valley Hymns, and uh, you know there are things you do with Hymns and, and Chime and um, just wanted to, to touch real quick on how that benefits you and, and why you think it's important for CIOs to, to make that time to uh, stay involved in these organizations. I've always gotten a lot of benefit out of the, the HIMS, the local HIMS group, and uh, the national HIMS group uh, as well. But uh, the local HIMS group I've been involved right up to being president of the Delaware Valley chapter. Um, and, you know, been on the board for many, many years there. I stepped down probably two, three years ago. I took myself out of consideration for the board just because we had this merger going on and the work. <laughs> I didn't feel like I could do my responsibilities to the board appropriately. Uh, so I felt like it was better to just take a take a step back and continue to be an active member of the, of the membership. But you learn. You know, I grew up with Delaware Valley Hymns, you know, I, I learned, you know, that was my first exposure to doing large group presentations, um, sharing knowledge with other people. I mean, I have some very, very close friends at competing hospitals. You know, we compete with them. We're really close. You know, we, you know, we share common problems and, and solutions to those problems. You, it's, it's interesting because IT people are a little bit different than the rest of the executive team. And that we we like to be collaborative with our competitors. We we you know we don't necessarily see it as a competition as much as as the executives do, because uh, we share common problems and we're all trying to help each other out. Uh, it's a very tight knit community. Uh, the industry healthcare IT is a is a very small industry. Um, you know friends and faces pop up in different companies, 
and you get that experience and you get those relationships you start to build those relationships in these in the Delaware Valley hymns or New Jersey hymns groups the local the local hymns groups it's harder to do that at a national level but it, it's definitely easy to do it at a regional level the content for education is phenomenal at these regional meetings the, these people really give their time and energy value in there for the memberships um, so, you know, you, you learn leadership skills too, working with people, you know, you, you learn from each other. Uh, I just, I just find it invaluable. It has really helped personally my career. Um, and I use that, uh, you know, from in spirit. Hey, look, well, you and I are talking today. Uh, the word and spirit is out there too. You know, we're sharing some of the stuff we're doing and I love to do that. Um, our CEO loves to to know that Inspira is out there sharing information and being thought of as a thought leader in the in the in the industry. Um, you know, it's positive press for for Inspira, and and he likes that and encourages that. And so that's one way. You know, I try to encourage all my team to be as involved in the associations as possible. Take leadership roles. Don't be afraid to volunteer for committees. Um, that's how you get your name out there. That's how you become, you know, uh, a better leader. Um, and I just think it's great. I think it's great opportunities, and I'm looking forward to jumping back in now that the mergers were beyond that, and we're doing some new and exciting things. And I'm still busy, but I, you know, I, I'd like to get back into that uh, to the board role uh, at, at either the New Jersey or the Delaware Valley chapter. I belong to both, yeah. and try to stay active with each. Oh, I'm sure you're still busy. It's, again, it's exciting times, and, again, time to share with people. You know, I use national hymns to learn what's going on on a more global, you know, what's the latest, hottest products coming out, who's got what from a vendor perspective. Um, but I also find myself doing a lot of networking, you know, and it's the same people you're talking to. You're talking to your regional people. You're talking to your Cerner compadres at other uh, other facilities uh, learning yeah. from them what they've done that's great it's invaluable you know you have to do that you know as tight as I am I like to have a partnership with my vendor uh, whether it be Siemens or Cerner or whoever um, you know you learn the most from other people using the same products you learn a lot from them what their experience has been good bad and or indifferent um, so I encourage everyone to try to get involved in their local uh, hymns organization. Oh, that's great! And and honestly, just by by taking the time to speak with us today, it's it's really it's it's so valuable because other people are all going through similar experiences, and to hear okay, this is how they're dealing dealing with it. That's that's what's so valuable. And uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to speak with us and tell us your story. Oh, absolutely. You know, when anyone has any further questions on any of the topics that we talked about today, I'd be happy to speak with them. Um, okay. So, you know, my contact, I don't know how you do that, but my contact information is public information. So if anybody needs it or wants it, you, you're, you're welcome to give it out. And like I said, uh, I love to share and I love to learn from others as well. All right, great. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, I'd like to definitely check back with you down the road, see how everything's going. Um, things change so fast that there's never a shortage of stuff to talk about. No, absolutely. No. Anytime, Kate. All right. Thank you. And uh, hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you very much. Have a great afternoon. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, 
visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.